Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. and Patrick Coyote. I am Patrick Coyote. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, former Denver Bronco, all-decade cornerback, Super Bowl 50 champion, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, so good to see you. We had a long weekend. Good to be back. How are we feeling? Feeling good, man. Let's talk some sports, man. Feeling good. It's a lot going on. We got the draft today going on, so it's going to be a lot of news all day. Yeah, NBA draft coming up. My Portland Trailblazers, of course, owning the third overall pick. Are are they going to keep the pick? Are they going to trade him? I got tough decisions, man. We got a lot of decisions today. Dame is so far staying. We'll see what happens, you know, but Bam Bam Adebayo, according to some reports, is the Blazers' top target, so that'll be interesting to see. The Denver Nuggets did make a trade today. They uh, traded with the Indiana Pacers, I believe, and they have acquired the 29th and 32nd overall picks in the NBA draft. This is going to be an interesting draft class. There's going to be a lot of uh, interesting choices made. So far, we have two solidified picks in the top three. Victor yeah. Wembanyama, of course, going to the San Antonio Spurs. <sighs> Wish the Blazers would have got that first pick. And then <laughs> Alabama's Brandon Miller uh, has reportedly been solidified yeah. as the Charlotte Hornets pick at two, which leaves the Portland Trail Blazers at three with uh scoot henderson there chris what do you what do you think about these nba draft picks i mean this this is going to be an interesting draft but like there's some talent at the top i know portland may the the talk has been they should trade dame and try to get pieces or they should trade that third pick for a vet what do you what do you think what's let me get your insight on what the blazers should do man it's tough and i think the blazers should really trade dame I think Dame, they should bless Dame, let him go to a, a contending team or a team that has a chance to make a run at, at the playoffs. And you get the draft, Scoot Henderson. You get a, a, a younger player, yeah. you know, that uh, – is he 18 or 19, 19 years old? 18, he's, built like a, he's built like he's 30 already. <laughs> he's built you know, like a safety. In the NFL. Yeah, yeah, man. He's built like he's ready to go, you know, league ready. Yeah. Um, he's already had experience in the G League, so he understands the professional game. Yeah. And I would say, I would say, trade him, man. Start brand new. You already have a younger team. Yeah. Um, and be able to try to get some pieces for Dame, and you unload like fifty million dollars every year on yeah. a player, in which you can go get three players, two players, four. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be a smart idea for the Blazers, Blazers to uh, trade Dame today. I think so. It, it'll hurt, but yeah. I think it'll, it'll be a smart move. It'll sting for sure. I mean, he's definitely solidified himself yeah. as a, you know, bla- all-time Blazers great. You know, me being from this area and and raised as as a Blazers fan. I mean, I was young when Drexler was still here. Yeah. I lived through the uh, late '90s. You know, the Jail Blazers teams. I I lived through the Roy and Aldridge and Odin eras. We don't need to talk about that. It brings up some bad memory. <laughs> Damian Lillard sure gave us enough in his 10 years here in Portland. Will he be traded? That is to be seen. But we've got some football to talk about because speaking of trade rumors, there's a big trade rumor that has been going down in Broncos country specifically. The other night, Benjamin Albright 
friend Benjamin Albright spoke on Broncos country tonight and said that if, if wide receiver Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills is to become available via trade, that the Broncos would certainly be interested. Now, what that looks like, what that looks like is not the same as, you know, him saying, yes, this is the, the, the package. But what he said was probably it would be a second or a third round pick plus Cortland Sutton sent over to Buffalo. Chris, I want to get your quick thoughts on this trade rumor. Should Denver even be looking at a trade for a wide receiver right now, especially Stephon yeah. Diggs? I mean, definitely. I think you could still definitely look out there for weapons. Uh, if they can make a good trade, uh, say, I would say player for player, you know, with a Cortland. Because uh, we're bringing, say, Cortland doesn't make as much as as um, Diggs, but, you know, you're bringing in Diggs contract. So that's yeah. a trade. That's a double. You're bringing in two people, you know, uh, yeah. taking on Diggs contract. So I would say I wouldn't give them any picks. Um, you know, Denver don't even have a lot of picks anyways to be able to trade away and give away. So right. um, I would definitely not be interested in trading any picks. But if they would want to do a Cortland Sutton for Stefan Diggs, you know, player-to-player trade, that's something I would definitely look into. Yeah. I don't know if the Bills – the Bills might not want that because uh, we can see that Diggs has been more productive the last four, four years. So it's going to be hard for them to take Diggs. But uh, I mean to take – Cortland Sutton for Diggs straight up, but yeah. if I'm the Broncos, you can't trade any more picks. We got to save some of those picks now. Yeah, we definitely want to keep our picks. Broncos country is certainly tired of having to wait past the first and second rounds when it comes to the yeah. NFL draft. They want to see their team pick early. But Chris, the the impact of trading for a guy like Diggs, who wanted to be the focal point of the Bills' offense in these crucial situations and in these tough playoff games, he'd be coming into a, a, a situation where he probably won't be the focal point of the Broncos offense. If he is to be traded with Jerry Judy, still being in the room, Tim Patrick being uh, still being in the room, Marvin Mims now coming in as a rookie, he's probably going to get some play Marquez Qual- uh, Callaway. There's, there's a lot of, of different types of players in this wide receiver room. What do you think the impact would be of, the uh of this trade trading a guy like Cortland Sutton who is a, a big locker room presence for a guy like Stefan Diggs who clearly wants more I think it'd be a, a major impact of bad for the Broncos I think you know losing a guy like Court he does work extremely hard and he's grown up in that system there and they're with those guys you know they have a um chemistry with those guys they've been together him and Tim been together so the impact in the locker room, I don't see it helping in at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like Diggs is more, he's setting himself up to trying to be in more, you know, Hollywood stage, you know. on a, You know, it's good for him to be with the Bills, to be with a Josh Allen, you know, yeah. in New York, up there in the East Coast, Buffalo, you know. That's kind of where Diggs wants to be. And, you know, Denver, that's not the attitude. That's not like the culture that we've always had there yeah. of, a, uh, of a Hollywood type, you know, stylish, you know, trying to do everything. He bought a little bit of it, but you know, yeah. he didn't he didn't go too far, you know. So uh but I don't think that he'll be a good impact in the locker room. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean you bring up Vaughn and and his kind of rise to this extreme status of of being an NFL superstar. 
over you know being the second overall yeah. pick and and being eventual Super Bowl MVP. Um, yeah, I, I think trading for Diggs in, in this point in time, it doesn't really add anything to the Broncos. It, it, it doesn't really add anything to the offense, really. He's a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic wide receiver, probably one of the top wide receivers in the league. But when we're talking about the the cohesiveness of this group and, I mean, Jerry Judy still, even these last couple of years saying, yeah. I need the ball more, I need the ball more. Tim Patrick coming back from his injury, he's going to be huge on third down. So yeah. we kind of know where the ball is going to go on third down and court being that big body wide receiver, that 50, 50 guy in those situations, we know where the ball is going to go. So it's hard to add a guy like Diggs Who's like, I need the ball at, you know, I need at least 120 catches a year. That's not going to happen right. in this often, you know, it, it, yeah. it could happen. It, it did happen with Michael Thomas, but that was a, that was a little different. Him and court are kind of similar wide receivers. They're both big bodies. Michael Thomas had Drew Brees. Yeah. It, it, Michael Thomas had Drew Brees and, <laughs> and they had a crazy good offensive line. So I, I think that whatever yeah. the situation is with Diggs in Buffalo and with Josh Allen, I think that this is a classic like wide receiver quarterback dilemma of, I want the ball and you need to get me the ball. Yeah. How are we going to do this? So uh, all in all, I think we right. can both agree. Now is not the time for the Denver Broncos to be looking into a Stefan Diggs trade. Um, but Chris, I, I, I want to shift the focus here to the, uh, to the defensive side of the ball and bring it in house. Okay. The, the Broncos defense yeah. was still one of the top defenses in the league last year. Uh, they bring in Vance Joseph after Ezra Evero leaves and uh, to be the new DC in Carolina. I want to know who you think the most impactful player on this Broncos defense is, because there are quite a few guys that are still very impactful. There's some stars in the making. Uh, Chris, who do you think is the most impactful player on this Broncos defense? Yeah. Uh, definitely. I would have to still go with Justin, you know, being able to be the, the quarterback of the defense, communicating from uh, all over the field, um, being able to have to play everywhere, um, be just being that different, uh, that, that vet on the field. So I'd have to give it to him right now um, and seeing his consistency over the last couple of years. He just, Justin just needs to get in the playoffs and win. Really, that's really, I think that's the only thing that's really, um, you know, separating them from, you know, the super elite safeties. Yeah. And uh, that's where he's at right now. So it's just, it's time to, uh, it's time for him to take the next step, figure out how to get this team over the hump yeah. and to get him in the playoffs because he hadn't been able to touch that yet. So that's something that uh, I see him being, having the most impact this year, uh, being able to have that leadership role and knowing this system because he's played advanced system. Mm -hmm. So I think he should be able to Huge. play the fastest uh, going forward. Yeah. And, and he has been, praising Vance Joseph uh, since he's come back to Denver and, and just talking about how, you know, yeah. his every session with him, every practice is a, a learning moment. And it's great to hear from his side as that vet who has played in that system before that he's still learning things. Yeah. And even at his age and, and how many years he's played in the league for him to still be learning things. That's a great sign for the defense going forward. I yeah. really think that Pat Sertan, the second PS2, 
needs like he's going to be that that shut down corner for Denver for years to come. I, I, what do you see when you look at Pat Sertan play? Because I see an all pro cornerback. I see very similar things that I saw when Champ Bailey was playing. Just the, the, the yeah. scaredness of offenses to go to that side of the field. He's really not afraid to turn away any challenge. Uh, do you think that PS2 is, yeah. is going to reach that all pro status this year? Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think he should be all pro. I mean, he'll have a couple all pros before he's done. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, especially in this era, you know, it'll probably be him, South Gardner. Those two young guys probably battling for the all pro spots for a while. You know, Diggs, Alexander from Packers. Those those guys, you know, they're, they're going to be up there for the next five, ten years, you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they can be consistent that long. Um, so far, Pat's been great. And uh, we need him to definitely – you got to take him the next level. You got to continue to improve, uh, continue to be able to um, take away your receivers every week. Um, you're going to still have to deal with top receivers, you yeah. know, still deal with – you got to deal with all the Chargers receivers. Yeah. <laughs> all the uh, – you know, you got to deal with Adams. Yep. You still got to deal with Mahomes, even though Mahomes doesn't specifically have a number one receiver. Probably Tony, you would say. Yeah. Um, but you're, you got to – your schedule gets harder and harder. You yeah. know, as you keep continue to go. And what makes it hard at corner is being consistent, being able to be technically sound year in, year out, and doing it at a high level every year. So I think he, he has the talent and the tools yeah. to be able to do it. So there uh there only only person that can beat Sertan is himself. Yeah. So as long as he uh is locked in and continues to train hard, continues to stay, which he will, you know, his pops is definitely gonna be on him. <laughs> and uh, you know. He's not gonna. He's not gonna have a time to slip. So I think as long as he just continues to improve, continues to keep his body in tune, you know, yeah. uh, stay flexible, stay mobile, and um, just continue to shut down receivers, man. That'll give us a chance to win. You know, yeah. now we got to expect that backside corner. We need him to handle up, you know, because he's gonna get a lot of action this year. So uh, Mathis, uh, Williams, we expect those guys to get a lot of targets. So hopefully yeah. those guys can make a lot of plays for us. Yeah, Damari Mathis certainly made a statement last year, but PS2 has just, every year that he's been in the league has just been a pleasure to watch. Every every game, it seems like he's making some big play, even when he's not getting the ball thrown to his side. It, again, it, it reminds me so much of watching Champ while I was growing up and, and just seeing the like him shut down an entire side of the field it's incredible to watch from a, a, you know, coaching aspect and certainly as a, a former player. Um, now I want to say we're talking about Broncos, uh, Broncos defensive players and, and who has the most impact, a new signing, uh, Frank Clark, could he be the most important player yeah. now on the front seven since Baron Browning is out? Or do you think that there's another player in that front seven who kind of has a little more value to that unit? I think Gregory. Yeah. I would go with Randy Gregory. Mm -hmm. We need him to, uh, the way he was playing in Dallas before he came, you know, he had, he had his head on fire. You know, he was consistent pressure opposite of Parsons. Yeah. Um, he was a guy that was, you know, he always was able to uh, disrupt some plays in the backfield. So that's what we need. Of course, we need Fra Frank Carson going to do his role and bring in a different attitude to the D-line, which we need. But we need uh, Gregory to be that rush, our pass rush, our key pass rusher 
that every team is locking in on and trying to uh, double team and try to um, try to slow him down. So yeah. I think Randy Gregory needs to be that guy on the D line to take over on the front seven. Yeah, if if he can stay healthy, man, that's that's a rotation. That's a solid rotation. You get yeah. Clark, you get Gregory, you get Browning when he comes back. Uh, you got Jonathan Cooper still in there, and then you add in a guy like Drew Sanders on third down. You know, maybe you put Zach Allen out wide in, in some packages. Uh, I think that this is going to be a, a scary front seven. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Randy Gregory has to be that dude. I mean, they paid him a good yeah. amount of money. Uh, you know, the off the field stuff, we can we can kind of count that out for now. Uh, it, it's more of just him getting healthy. You know, he's he's been very clear on on where his mental state is and and how he's kind of matured and grown as a player. And, and we've seen that happen before. I mean, we saw it with Vaughn uh, after he tore his ACL uh, in what, 2013. And he I believe he got uh, he got a, a DUI. It was some kind of off the field trouble. But and then they signed D Ware. And, and that was really like the turnaround was he uh-huh. he matured he hit that point in his career where it was like i i gotta turn it around and boom win super bowl mvp it you know in the next couple of years and yeah he's a, a bona fide superstar so hopefully randy gregory can kind of come back and add that that back into the broncos pass rush so chris we've talked about the stefan Diggs trade we've talked about the most impactful player on the broncos defense now it's time to talk about you it's time for the no-fly zone, sure. all right? I got some good questions for you this time. And, and yeah. I really <laughs> I really was thinking about these, and I was like, I know for a fact that this man has played with some hilarious people in his time in Denver. Who was the funniest player that you had as a teammate while you were with the Broncos? Man, funniest player. Uh, I would have to go with Wesley Woodyard. <laughs> Always jokes. Um, DJ Williams is hilarious. DJ, really? DJ is like he gives like the most stories, all profound storytelling. He's like the storyteller of the team. And then I would have to go with Vaughn and uh, to leave those two. You know, I kind of I gave you two little bets that I had before. Yeah. You know, coming into the league, and then yeah. two that came in kind of around my time. So. Yeah, uh, those four men have been definitely funny teammates. But Wood, Woodyard and DJ Williams, it's something about the linebackers. I guess they're just not screwed <laughs> in right, you know. They're just kind of off on the head button they do. Yeah, so it's something about those linebackers. Yeah, you can't be. I I loved watching DJ Williams on that uh, on that podcast with Brandon Marshall, and he was talking about when Josh McDaniels was the <laughs> with the coach in Denver. Yeah, he was like, "Oh yeah, we're winning, we're winning," and oh, we were cheating. Oh, and then we don't win anymore. <laughs> he was cracking me up, man. He, he he really is funny. I you know, I was honestly expecting to hear yes. TJ Ward. You know, that that guy seemed yeah. like he would be a a funny dude in the locker room. But um switching, TJ's funny. Switching we, from we got all clowns, man. Switching from funny, let's go to the next question. Was there any player who initially came in and you just had beef with him right away. But then as you grew and as you learned 
who this guy was and played with him a little bit more, you kind of grew to love him a little bit. Was there any, was there ever a time where you had one of those moments or, or had one of those teammates? Man, that's a tough, that's a tough one, man. You, know? hey, you don't have to uh, answer. You don't, I'm not going to throw you under the bus, man, but I don't think know. I had any beef with anybody coming <laughs> in. I don't think so. I would say like on the field, you know, me, yeah. Wes Welker, you know, we had some oh. tough battles, Brandon Stokely. You know, uh, I'm trying to think practice-wise, you know, I guess. Emmanuel Sanders, I guess. Oh. We, that's my boy now. You know, yeah. we love each other, man. Pause, but that's my boy. But we had some fights, you know, great battles, even DT, man. We just, you know, just competitive nature out there on the field. And uh, I think we – I never had anything that went off the field with a player, yeah. you know. It was always yeah, – yeah. always stay in the locker room. So, but I would say I probably got the most fights with probably Emmanuel probably or <laughs> – DT or something, you know, brotherly love. I feel, I yeah. feel like that tracks. Emmanuel <laughs> seems like the type of dude that, like, you know, he'll he'll get you on a route in practice, and then he'll talk, and you'll get him, you know, you'll jam him up, and he'll talk, and yeah. he, he seems like one of those dudes. So that's that's funny that you bring him up. Um, yeah. So last question. We know that you are easily one of the hardest working players in Broncos history. Really, it's very rare for. Yeah. undrafted free agents to to eventually be like a bona fide starter in the league but you went even past that all pro all decade yeah. super bowl champ so we know that you are the hardest working guy in the locker room but who outside of yourself was the hardest working player in any of those broncos buildings that you played or maybe even outside of that with the yeah. chargers or with the saints Man, uh, my heart, the hardest working teammate I've had would have to go through, uh, I would say, Wolf on the Broncos. Wolf always stayed grinding, working, um, doing whatever he could, you know, to, to be a lead player. Um, Brian Dawkins showed me how to be a pro. He showed me how to take care of my body, yeah. um, things that I need to do to be able to, you know, stay long, have longevity, be able to stay healthy. You know, taking me to meet Dr. V and different doctors to be able to stay healthy and things like that. So B Doc was the one that introduced me on how to get my keep my body right. Right. Yeah. And he was he was a um, that was I was blessed to be able to come in with him. On the Chargers, the hardest working dude is Austin Eckler by far. Yeah. By like a mile. Yeah. This man, I this man lifts heavy every day. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> that dude is a beast, man. Austin Eckler is a beast. And then for the Saints, ooh, that, that's a tough one because all those guys, Demario Davis, oh, he works extremely hard. So I've, I've been lucky to play on a lot of good, lot of, lot of, have a lot of good teammates and really see how they work. And those three right there from, you know, have really standed out. And shout out to B Doc, man, because he's the one that showed me really the way of what I need. I always had a hard working uh, mindset. I've always worked hard, but. To really get the blueprint of what I need to do to be able to stay healthy and have longevity, uh, shout out to B Dog for that. Yeah, Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins, man. I I was so excited when he came to Denver, and man, he would he would lay the wood to anybody. It didn't matter who you were, if you were coming across the middle of the field, if he had a shot at you, it it was like it was like John Lynch being back in Denver, man. It was like he's just gonna hit you, right. and he he's probably gonna laugh while he does it. 
but still one of the nicest dudes off the field as well. Uh, really real class. Yes. Act. So all, all three of those great names to drop. I I mean, Austin Eckler's workout vids are legendary. This guy's bench pressing stupid yeah. numbers <laughs> as a running back. Uh, and, and of course, Demario Davis, one of the hardest working linebackers. Again, the linebackers, man. What's up with these linebackers? They're hardest working. They got screws loose. Something about them. If you want to be a funny guy, if you want yeah. to be a hard worker, be a linebacker. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Chris, you, can, you can't be normal in the head if no. you're going to play linebacker in the league. No, every <laughs> linebacker that I know, man, every single linebacker that I know has a screw loose somewhere. You got to have to. It's just part of the game. But Chris, right? Great conversation today i i love talking ball with you man make sure if you're listening to this make sure that you subscribe to let's ride with chris harris jr and patrick Chioti on whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast on make sure you follow us on twitter at chris harris jr at patrick Chioti, and follow at believe network as well to stay up to date with all of our shows chris until next time broncos country let's ride that's right, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.